picture this. You're sitting with your phone trying to find one more way to reach your audience. You know you need another way to get your content out there to those who need it, but in a way that draws them in. You can do this through podcasting. Now you know podcasting can work, but how do you start? You can always hire someone to do it for you, but what if you just don't have the financial ability to do so or simply just don't want to spend the money? What if I told you you can get all of the steps from an experienced podcast manager to help you do this yourself? I have created the Podcast Launch Companion to help do exactly this. This is not another course from someone who has not helped dozens of podcasters get started. This is the exact process I use with my launch clients, step-by-step, for you to do on your own at a fraction of the done-for-you launch price. If you are ready to get a podcast launched by summer, click the link in the show notes or visit allisonnitch.com slash DIY. That's allisonnitch.com slash DIY to learn more. Now on to the episode. Have you considered a podcast but thought you just don't have what it takes? Or you think that you need all of this fancy equipment, software, and so on and so on? Well, I'm here to tell you that you do not need as much as you may think. Today, I want to talk about what you actually need to launch a podcast. Hey, I'm Allison, former elementary teacher turned online business owner, but more importantly, your podcasting best friend. On this show, we will explore the power of using your voice to engage your audience and increase your impact. After 20 years of struggling to find what I was truly meant to do, it was a podcast that changed my life. Someone out there needs to hear your message. So get ready to unlock the secrets and use your powerful message to connect with your audience like never before. Whether you are thinking of starting your own show, just getting started, or an experienced podcaster, there is something here for everyone. Let's master your message. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Allison, your host of Master Your Message. Uh, For those of you that are new here, we talk about all things podcasting and ways to share your message to grow your business. So today I want to talk about what it actually takes to launch a podcast. Many people think it takes a lot of tech, it takes all this equipment, but launching a podcast does not have to be difficult. In fact, it's way easier than you may think. You just need to know what you need to get started. And so that's why I'm here to help. First, I want to let you know that if you are in need of launching a podcast and you don't have the time, you don't want to learn, here's the deal. Anyone can learn how to launch a podcast. It's really not that difficult. What I do for my clients is I just take that stress off their plate. Some people just don't want to take the time to learn how. Some don't want to learn how to do everything. And some may know how, but they just don't have the time. And so that's what I do for my clients is I just take everything that they want to share on their podcast. I walk them through the steps and I do it for them. So if that is something you're interested in, DM me on Instagram at Allison Niche, or you can go to my website, allisonnitch.com, and I have all the information there. But for today's purposes, I just want to talk about what you actually need, because some people may be on the fence of whether or not they want to start a podcast. They may think it's too time-consuming, that they need all of these different things that just aren't necessarily true. Now, some of the big top podcasters have a lot of this stuff, and that's okay. That's them. They are up there with sponsorships and they have to be that professional 
podcaster. But for those of us that just simply want to use podcasts as a way to share our message and to market our business, it doesn't have to be so difficult. So there are really, I'm going to say four things, but it could it could kind of go a little more or less that you need to know before you start a podcast. So I'm going to go over this list with you. But the most important part is knowing that you have to know what your message is going to be. So that's number one. You know you want to start a podcast. You want it to market your business. But what is your message? What are you wanting to share with your audience to get them to love you and to like you and to trust you and to want to buy from you? So those are the things you need to think about. You know you have so much to share. And that's what I'll, that's what I want all of you to know. Everyone has a message. If you are running a business, you have a message. You have something that you're capable of doing. I don't want to say better than your clients, but you have that advantage over them. You know a little bit more. You're the expert. You are able to do things for them that they just can't figure out on their own or they don't want to take the time to do it. So you just need to know exactly what you're going to talk about what you want your listeners to get from your show. You don't want to be too broad because you're going to lose some people in the mix. So know what you want to talk about. And that goes into a lot of what I ask my clients. The very first thing I ask them is what is the purpose of their show? Is it to market your business? Is it to just spread awareness of whatever you have to talk about? Is it to gain trust from your audience? Is it to become the expert? Those are all things that you really need to know. I probably should have said that as number one, but that is obviously one of the most important things. But then the next thing is what, how are you going to share this? What is your message? You want to niche down into that clear message of what is it you are sharing? I'm sharing about how to use podcasts for your business. So you may be talking about health and wellness. You may be talking about, I mean, I have clients from brand strategists to copywriters to teachers who are trying to market their business and their coaching and they're selling their products to teaching people about becoming debt-free. Some of my newest clients who are baby sleep consultants, who are helping other entrepreneurs try to get out onto their own. There's just so much that you can share but you want to have a narrow down into what it is. You want the person who is coming to your podcast to know, oh, they talk about this. All right. The second one, which <laughs> to be honest, is kind of the trickiest. I will have some that are like, oh, I know exactly what I need. And some are like, I have no idea what I need. Some people think they need more than what they need. And that is, what do you need as far as podcast equipment? Here is my advice. Obviously, you need a computer. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're a business owner, you already have one, right? You need a quiet space to record. I mean, life happens. There are times where you may have kids in the background and that's okay. You just don't want it to be so constant and so loud that your listeners are going to be like, I can't listen to them. They have too much background noise. I know me, I start to focus on that. But if it's something that happens here and there, that's not a big deal. Do not worry. You need a mic. And I hear is a little bit of a controversial topic. Some people will say you do not need a mic. You can just use your phone. You can use the computer audio. I mean, you could, if you could really clean it up and it could sound really crisp and nice, go for it. That I mean, if that's all you have and you just want to get started, by all means, do it. Just make sure that it is clean enough to where your audience and your listeners are not going to be annoyed and want to turn it off. But I highly recommend a mic. It does not have to be an expensive mic. The mic I am on was, I believe, $70, and I just looked and it's on sale for 54 
There are cheaper ones that probably work just as well. I just haven't used them. Now, one one mic that has a lot of controversy behind it is the Yeti. Now, here is the deal with the Blue Yeti. It can be a fabulous mic. It is a condenser mic. And here's the difference between these. There are two types of mics, condenser and dynamic. I'm on a dynamic mic, but a Blue Yeti is a condenser mic. It is going to pick up all sounds. It will pick up the echoes. It will pick up a pin drop in the background. It will pick up everything. Can it be used for podcasting? Absolutely. There are different settings on it. The gain on the back of the mic has to be set to what you are using. Usually it'll pick up all sounds from all around it. It'll pick up from just in front of you. So it's just very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very finicky. I don't know that I've ever used that word, (laughs) but it's finicky. You have to set it up to fit your needs. If not, it's going to pick up everything. I used it for a couple of weeks when I first started podcasting. And I just could not get the echo to go away no matter what I did because it's it's a condenser mic. It's very sensitive. So I switched to a dynamic mic, which oddly is a lot cheaper and it just works better. So if you are just a, we're just going to say a normal podcaster, you're a business owner wanting to start a podcast, you don't have a fancy setup, I would highly recommend you going with a dynamic mic. It's made for podcasting too. It picks up only the sound going into the mic. I mean, you will hear some background noises. My phone's gone off a couple times. I'll edit that out, obviously. But it's a lot easier to use if you just want to podcast from home. I'm sitting in my office. I believe these are nine-foot ceilings, maybe 10-foot. I don't know. And I, the Yeti just didn't work for me. I just could not get, no matter what settings I had, I couldn't get it to work. So when I have new clients, I highly recommend that they avoid the Blue Yeti. But if they already have it, I'm like, we're going to make it work. There's no sense in buying a new mic. So if you've already bought the Blue Yeti, use it. You just have to watch some videos to figure out how you can get those settings to work because it can. Some podcasters that I know have the best audio and they use the Yeti. And then I have some clients who have tried to use the Yeti and we just can't get it to work. Can it work? Absolutely. I'm just not physically there to help them with it. And yet I could get mine to work. So... (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to get other people's to work, but it can work. So don't write it off, but I just don't recommend it to be a starting mic. I recommend if you're just going to want to record wherever you want to record at in your office, just start with a dynamic mic. It's cheaper. It's easier. You plug it in, you turn it on, you're good to go. No sense in sitting in a closet with a bunch of clothes and pillows and blankets around you. Uh, That's just too much. I didn't want to have to do that. So I recommend my clients not even worry about that. But again, if you have it, we're going to make it work. The next thing that I highly recommend, and this is not necessary if you're just recording solo. I do it when I record solo as well, but these are headphones. Now, I'm not talking about AirPods because anything with a Bluetooth capability, you're going to, there's going to be a chance you could lose signal. It just, it you don't always know that it's picking up correctly. So I recommend wired headphones. Now, is this 100% necessary? No especially when you're just doing solo episodes. I use it because then I can hear myself and I know what is being picked up on the mic because I have my headphones plugged into my mic. I heard my phone buzz a minute ago. I heard it through my headphones, so I knew I needed to repeat what I said so that I could edit that out. It's just a little bit better. When I do 100% think you need to use them is when you are recording with a guest. Now, again, you see people recording all the time on their Instagram videos of a podcast without headphones on. So can it work? Yes. 
But here's what happens a lot of the time, especially when you are using a platform like Zoom to record a guest episode. It's what we call mic bleed. Now, what that means is when the audio from the person speaking is really being picked up from the other person's computer. So think about when someone called in to the radio station and you hear them echoing and there's all this different stuff because they have the radio station in the background, they're on their phone. It's picking up from two different sides. That's exactly what happens. So if you have headphones and your guest has headphones on, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is whatever is being picked up through the mic is what's going to be heard. Again, can it work without headphones? Yes, it can. And I'm just talking about if you don't want to have to worry about things happening, I just highly recommend the headphones. So the three main things that you need is a inexpensive mic, dynamic preferably, just a quiet space to record, and some headphones. That's it. That's as far as equipment. Now let's get into what software you need, because I do have a lot of questions about this quite frequently. There are some free versions and there are paid versions. So again, this is all a preference. If you're trying to find the most inexpensive way to do this, I recommend Audacity, which I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've been having trouble recording in Audacity. That's what I use to edit episodes, but you can record in Audacity. And I know tons of people who still do record in Audacity. So give it a try. Mine doesn't like me right now. <laughs> if you're on a Mac, GarageBand, I have clients who record in GarageBand. It works great. You can even record on the free version of Zoom. And to be completely 100% transparent with you, that's what I'm recording on right now. So I hope it sounds good. It was a last minute thing because Audacity wasn't working for me. So those are the free versions. Now there are other ones out there. There's a ton. I know a lot of people who record in Descript. I don't know if Descript has a free version. I don't work with Descript. It very well could, but I listed that on the paid version. So you need to fact check me on that. But some paid versions, the ones I highly recommend, especially if you're going to be doing guest episodes quite frequently, but even if you want to just make sure you have a crisp, clear audio every time, Zencaster, Riverside, again, Descript. I know there's like Squadcast. There are so many others out there, but the ones that I frequently have heard of, have clients use are Zencaster, Riverside, and then Descript. Zencaster I have personally used. I know it works great. I had a free trial of it, but I wasn't I've decided not to do as many guest episodes right now. And so just for financial reasons, I decided I'm just going to go with a free version and we see how that's working out for me. <laughs> but Zoom's working good so far. So, we're just going to say it. I don't recommend recording on Zoom because if your Wi-Fi goes out, Zoom decides it doesn't want to record correctly. With Zencaster, Riverside, those platforms, usually when you have a Wi-Fi issue, it doesn't really affect, especially the other person, it doesn't affect their recording at all. So some other software that you will need is a podcast host. Now, this is where you will upload episodes and that podcast host will distribute it to all of the different podcasting platforms like Apple and Spotify. And honestly, it's where when you launch your podcast, you have to submit your show to the different platforms, which that's a little bit more techy than I want to get into in this episode. But it is something that I do for my clients. And when you launch your podcast, if you were to do it on your own, you would need to know that you do have to submit your show. But the main thing that you do have to have is a podcast host. Now, there are plenty of them out there. The top two that I recommend is Captivate and Buzzsprout. I personally use Captivate. I have several clients in it. I also have several clients in Buzzsprout. And those two are the two that I recommend to my clients most. 
A lot of the reason it's just, it's so much easier to use. They have ad capabilities, which others do too, but these two just seem to have it so much easier where you can record an ad and place it in any episode. Dynamic ad is what it's called. And then it will distribute it to every episode. So you don't have to go in and manually add that ad to every single episode. Again, those two I like a lot. Buzzsprout now has sound bites where you can create audiograms within it. So those are just two of my favorites. If you host course in Kajabi, Kajabi has a podcast platform that you can use. It creates its own host. It doesn't have the best analytics and it doesn't allow you to connect to Chartable, which is a site that helps put you on Apple podcast charts. But again, if you are already using Kajabi, you already have a podcast host. So those are just things to think about. Another popular one is Lipson. I personally don't like Lipson very much anymore, but I have clients in it. So again, you just kind of have to go with what you like, but I do love Captivate and Buzzsprout. All right. We've talked about you needing your purpose and message, what equipment you need, which really isn't very much at all, what software you can use, all free versions or paid versions. Now, the next thing that I want to you to think about really before starting a podcast is, will you have the time? Now, there's kind of a twofold with this. Are you going to have someone to help you with this or are you doing it by yourself? Because that could completely change the game of this. But podcasting does not have to take a lot of time, but you do need to schedule it, basically schedule it into your calendar like an appointment. I got carried away with client episodes, which obviously what needs to come first in my business because that's that's what I do. And I put off my podcast and here I am recording this one. I mean, it's still a week before, but I like to be way ahead. So I need to schedule it. I didn't have it scheduled in and I may have and pushed it aside and that's that's fine. But you need to make sure that you're gonna have the time to do this. You do not want to be randomly releasing episodes. You're not going to grow that way. If you release one here, one there, or just anytime you have something to say, that's not going to help you grow. That's just going to be simply giving people who follow you information. That's not really going to be what is having your show truly work for your business. So if you do not have the time to do all of the things that go in with podcasting, I mean, you absolutely have to set the time to record. That's just, I mean, that's a non-negotiable, right? But planning your episodes, and recording them. I mean, depending on how long you want your episodes to be, I recommend solo episodes being 15 to 20 minutes. They don't have to be lengthy. You don't want to just keep talking on and on. 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, anything above that, no one, I shouldn't say no one, that's not true. Most listeners are going to, if you have hour-long solo episodes, they're going to lose you along the way, unless you are just providing immense value but I would recommend breaking those up into two parts. Guest episodes are a little different. The conversations keep people interested, so that's a little bit different as well. But if you have that time set aside, you're good to go. What takes a little bit more time is the editing, the production, the uploading, and it just depends, again, on the edit, how detailed you want to do your edits. I, I think I've talked about that a little bit, but I will get into more of that on another episode, like what do you really need to edit and just what all you want to be involved Now, what can save you time is you can outsource to a podcast manager, someone like me who can just do all of that time-consuming stuff for you. You plan your episodes, record them, and you send it all off. So there are ways to make this work for you. 
Even if you want to do this as a DIY, reach out to me. I can help you. I actually am starting to think about a few things I want to be able to do to help people DIY their podcast. So let me know if that's something that you might be interested in. Send me a DM on Instagram at Allison Niche. I really, this has been on my heart for a while because I've had so many people who are like, I know I want to do this. I value what you do. You, you know, your prices are what they should be, but I just can't afford it. It just, my heart goes out to them. I'm like, but I'll do it for you. I can't. I just can't do that. So I'm looking at creating something where I can, not really a course, but more of a, here's how you can DIY your podcast. I don't know. Let me know your thought because I've been toying with it and it's just on my heart. So if you have a message, you know you want your podcast to work for your business, get an inexpensive mic, throw in a pair of headphones, find a quiet space, record, find the uh, software that works best for you. If you have questions on that, if you want me to help you figure out which one might work best for you, reach out to me. And then the other thing you need is just making sure you have the time. A lot of people will think, I can do this, I want to do a podcast, I want to do a podcast, and then they realize that they just do not have the time. Even if they have the financial ability to outsource, they're struggling with finding the time to record. And again, you want to make sure you have that consistency because again, if without the consistency, people are going to fall off, your show's not going to grow. So if you have all of these things in mind, if this is on your heart, you're ready. Again, reach out to me if you have any questions. I'm here to help you. That's what I love to do. So yeah, if you have a podcast on your mind that you want to get it started because it can be so great for your business, it can be so great just for you in general. Podcasting, I've heard just from so many people. It just, I don't know. There's just something about it. I've had clients reach out to me just, I mean, as recently as yesterday, saying people are emailing her about her podcast now and asking her a question. That's amazing. You are reaching people. And I hope that this, if this has been on your heart, I hope this gives you a little bit of that push that you need, that it's not really a lot of things that you need to get started. It's not really as complicated. I think we get in our heads and believe me, (laughs) I've been there. I did a whole episode on it. So yeah. Okay, my friend, if a podcast is on your heart, do it. You won't regret it. And then join me next week because next week I'm going to talk about 10 Yes, 10 of the biggest podcasting mistakes that I want you to avoid. So if you haven't started your podcast yet, you can think about these before you get started. And if you have, make sure you're not doing some of these. All right. I will talk to you next week and happy podcasting. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights to enhance your podcasting journey. Remember, the conversation doesn't have to end here. Let's stay connected. You can find me on Instagram at Allison Mitch for behind the scenes content, updates, and even more podcasting goodness. And if you're ready to take your podcast dreams to the next level, visit my website at allisonmitch.com. There you'll discover resources and opportunities waiting for you. But before you go, here's a special request. If you've enjoyed this episode and believe in the power of podcasting, please take a moment to leave a rating and review. Your feedback fuels the mission and helps others find their path to purposeful podcasting. Until next time, keep podcasting with purpose. And remember, your voice has the potential to impact the world. Together, we'll make it happen.